COVID presented itself in such a horrible opportunity that we were able to have the time at home to devote to raising her. And I think that's maybe more so where we decided, you know what, it's it's better to do it now than to wish that we would have. Welcome, everyone, with the Dog Wednesday. For all of our new listeners, just a little intro of who we are. We like to call ourselves the podcast for the modern dog parent. We're two dog moms. We've always worked in the pet industry, but just like any other dog parents out there, we have a lot of questions about life with a dog. So welcome, and thanks for listening. Yeah, thanks for tuning in. Oh, and I'm Carly. And I'm Izzy. Izzy's the one with the British accent. That's slowly fading away. Slowly. Slowly. Slowly becoming Americanized. Yeah, but I just started watching The Crown, so hopefully it'll start coming back. <laughs> I'm going to start um, talking like the queen, is he? Oh, hello. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, first things first, um, we had a really exciting giveaway last week um, because we hit 1,000 followers. We wanted to give back to the community. Um, we did have a winner, so we put the names through a randomized name picker. So congratulations, Lost in Spiral. You were the lucky winner and we have contacted you on Instagram. Yep, yep. But thank you everyone who did enter. Your support has been so amazing, you know, through our whole podcast journey and then also for the giveaway. If you did give us a rating on Apple Podcasts, thank you so much. If you did not, please feel free to. We love those ratings. It's You don't even have to write a review. Just go on, tap the five stars, ideally. And it's only on the Apple podcast. If you have Spotify or if you don't have an iPhone, then don't worry about it. But if you can, it's super helpful to us. So thank you again, everyone. And moving on to today's topic, we are talking to Taylor Woods. She is a lifestyle and fitness YouTuber and podcaster. And most importantly, she is a first time dog mom. So um, you might be wondering why a dog podcast is speaking with a lifestyle YouTuber. Um, And that's because we want our episodes to be helpful and interesting for all aspects of your life, not just the dog parent side. So we will be throwing in these types of episodes every now and again for your enjoyment. For your enjoyment. (laughs) (laughs) Because we like them too. We find them interesting too. Cool. Well, (laughs) speaking of... Okay, so um, speaking of first-time dog parents, this is actually uh, have has been a week of firsts. It has for us the good and the bad. Yeah. So um, Izzy and I got into our first fight, <laughs> but we're fine. Everyone, we're okay. We, we made it through. We've come out stronger. Yes, we have. <laughs> it was a great experience. We it was yeah it was our first like business partner fight, yeah. friend fight. We're I feel like we're both like fairly passive yeah it makes me want to cry like i'm literally i literally have tears in my eyes right now oh really look at them <laughs> look at my eyeballs i like okay i enjoy arguing and i'm pretty blunt but not about anything that matters like i don't mind a fun like back and forth okay. discussion i'm like what does that even mean <laughs> what are we arguing about in like about the paint color on the walls or oh, something okay. like that not about yeah. an actual thing so basically taylor was our first guest in our studio it was also our first in-person interview yeah and it's stressful. And it's 2020 and it's COVID. And so we were like, is this the right thing to do? This is before Washington was back in lockdown. So 
if we were in lockdown at the time of the interview, then it wouldn't have been a question. We would have just done it online. But Taylor is local to Seattle. So we are super excited to have her yeah. in our newly finished stu- studio. Sherbet Studios. Sherbet Studio. <laughs> yeah, Sherbet yeah. Studio Inc. And yeah, it was a stressful decision for us. Yeah. I had a last minute freak out. You know, I thought we were all going to die if we did it. So, <laughs> <laughs> And, you know, we may have. That's the, the yeah. 2020 risk. So, yeah, we were just like back and forth. And it was it wasn't even an in person argument. No, it was by text, which was the worst. Because I also fell asleep halfway through it and <laughs> I picked it up in the morning. <laughs> that's, that's the problem too, is that Izzy and I keep different schedules. So I'm more I wouldn't say a night owl, but I like stay up later for sure. And she's up at like five AM. So so you didn't <laughs> respond to my last text and then I woke up and you had sent one at like five thirty AM. <laughs> but I woke up at seven, so and then I was at work. Yeah. It was, was I just, at work? I was doing something. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, so we, we figured it out. Yeah. We got past it, guys. Yeah, we so. got past it. We're fine. It was like not a big deal. We had peace offering hot chocolates. Yeah. It was great. I don't like touching people and I even gave Izzy a hug. She did. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, it was it was from behind, but yeah. it was there. <laughs> it was like an, I'm going to avoid the fact that I'm, I'm not a hugger. I'm not like a... A touchy person. It was person. a good hug. You should be proud of that hug. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it was good. Thanks. Yeah. So, anyway. Anyway. First. First fight. Fight. We're the best now. We're super, super strong. Um, And on to the next first that we had was Taylor in the studio. So, obviously, you know what happened is that we, we did end up, after our little tiff, we did end up having Taylor in. Yeah. And so, she was our first... We realized not just first guest in the studio, but first in-person interview. Yeah. All of our interviews have been over Zoom, and like even people who are Seattle locals. Yeah. So that was really exciting. Yeah. And it was it was kind of weird because I think we've all gotten used to being in our own bubbles mm-hmm. of people that we know. And then all of a sudden there was this like stranger. And I think we were all sat there like, it's been so long since I've been around strange 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 <laughs> not the taylor strange she no. was lovely she was so great reese, her dog she brought her dog her puppy reese who you will hear more about in this interview so freaking cute yeah so reese was absolutely adorable super fun it was so nice to have another person to interact with and taylor works from home as well so we felt like it was pretty low risk she's in contact with very few people and it was just nice to have another dog around and like a friend yeah i did i felt like i had known her for a really long time she was super easy to talk to she is Um, which i think we we got a lucky one for the first one in the studio yeah taylor was perfect yeah it was we were all just like super happy we did try to like you know keep distance still and yeah i think that's six feet i think we're six feet apart Yeah, yeah we were six feet apart yeah so um yeah, so that was our other first. And in light of that, so as we said, Taylor's a first-time dog mom. She's only out of college, um, I think, for about a year or two now. And mm-hmm. so she's in her early 20s, first-time dog mom with her boyfriend. And so we have amassed from our community advice for first-time dog parents. So we're going to read a few out and discuss right now, and then we'll jump into the interview. So from fellow dog parents to you, the first-time dog owner, this is the advice for you. Um, I actually really liked this one. 
um, take the whole family to training because it really is. Training is not for the dog. It's for the humans. Yeah. Let's be honest. <laughs> it's not going to work if like only one person in the household is training the dog and then the other one is undoing all of that training. Yeah, that is correct. Next one. Puppies need more sleep than you think. It's true. So valid. Yeah. Yeah. Sleep for an hour, play for an hour. Yeah. And maybe even play for like 10 minutes. All this advice is for people who have puppies or not. So, but this one specifically, puppies, a lot of times they're acting out because they're not getting enough sleep. It's kind of like you have to put them down for their nap. Yeah. Like a child. Yeah. Which is another reason that crate training is actually very helpful. It's not like putting them in prison or anything. It's like putting them down kind of just for their little midday nap. Yes. And we can get into crate training some other time. Um, Next on the list, have a routine and be consistent with everything. This is so important. It will make your life so much easier. I have it with Arthur too. Mm -hmm. He has such a good routine. It's okay if we stray a little bit from it, but in the beginning we were so regimented and now he he knows when we go out. He knows when he gets his food and it's great. It's perfect. I think this is even more important with 2020. Oh, it's, yeah. Especially if you are noticing that, oh, I don't know why, but they get upset whenever I leave the house now, or they used to love their crate, but now they don't, or anything like that. It's really helpful. Yeah. Be consistent. Have a routine every day. But then also the consistency part, consistency with training yes. too. So not just with like they eat at this time, they go potty at this time, walks at this time, but training yeah, it doesn't happen overnight. No. Yeah, it takes a while. Um, the next one, which I think this goes for dogs of all ages, all breeds, your patience will be tested. Yeah. Oh boy, will it. Yes, 200% agree. Mm-hmm. Lupin may look like this old, cute, you know, sad hound dog eyes, but he is so stubborn, such a butthead. And he has been for the last six years. So <laughs> it's not just a not just a first time dog parent thing. Um also I think this one is really important for I think this is like life advice too, not just dog parent advice. It takes a village. Don't be afraid to ask for help. This was actually my personal one that I added to the list. <laughs> this is why you're like I love it. this one's so great. This one actually is so special. <laughs> it's true. It does. If, if you need help, just ask for it. There's yeah. no shame in needing help. We, I mean, we're here for you. We are your village. We have the Facebook group if you want it. Um, if you want to join that, ask other people. But if you're ever like, oh, my dog's doing this. What do you think I should do? Um, feel free to Google, but also feel free to DM us. And, yeah. We'll and be happy around. to help. Yeah. yeah. If we don't know the answer, we will find it for you. Yeah. So definitely takes a village. Don't be afraid to ask for help. Next one. I love this one. It's so sweet. Enjoy every second. Yeah. I think it's so easy to lose sight of that. Yeah. I mean, as much as we just with all of the last advice, you know, are pushing like be consistent, have a routine, be patient and all of this, like also just enjoy enjoy it. it. Yeah. Because you're never going to you're never going to get those first days back either, Mm -hmm. whether they're a puppy or not. You know, I I 200 percent wish I took way more pictures of Lupin when he was younger. But he was very scared and I didn't want to be in his face with the camera because I was just trying to work on him trusting me. But yeah, I I definitely wish that I had a lot more pictures of him when he was younger. Yeah. So don't just take pictures, but also just enjoy every <laughs> second. <laughs> um, 
I think a lot of people will say this is like a major one. Get pet insurance or start putting dog expenses into your budget for emergencies. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not just the food and the vaccines and all of that. Obviously, budget that in. But there's always going to be emergencies. We've we've talked about this before. We'll say it again. Just make sure you don't have to ever choose between the money you have and your dog's needs or care. 100%. Uh, Next one. Socializing is important. Oh my gosh, yes. For all dogs of all ages, especially puppies, but even if you have an adult dog, getting them that dog-on-dog time. Definitely. You learn so much more about your dog's behavior as well. 100%. You learn what maybe triggers them, how what their play style is. Do they like puppies? Do they not? You don't know until they actually interact with one. Yeah. So 100%. And then as a puppy, yeah, definitely socialize them, not just with other dogs, but just other scents. People. People, a loud TV, smells on the sidewalk. Doorbell. Garage door going by. Yeah. All the things. All of it. Sensitize. Socialize. Desensitize them to all of that if you can. I think... This one is really important too, um, especially in 2020 when it's very difficult to get in at your veterinarian's office, is research uh, research the best vets in your area. Um, super important to create a great bond with your vet um, just so you can feel comfortable with them, ask them what questions and concerns that you have, um, and also just feel comfortable going to them when your pet is in need. The last thing you want to do is to be dropping your pet off in 2020 when it's all virtual and they go through the doors and you don't feel comfortable with what's happening. Definitely agree. You always, always want to be able to feel like you trust your vet. Mm -hmm. And And their team. Yeah, and their team. So don't just go to the same vet that your parents went to and, oh, yeah, I guess they're good enough. And then an emergency does happen and you're like, yeah, wait, you're pretty old school in your practices or whatever. Just, and I think also just someone who is communicating in a way that reaches you mm-hmm. because we all communicate in different ways. So it's okay if, you know, your friend had a good had a good relationship with this one vet. It's okay for you not to have a good relationship with that vet and find yeah. care elsewhere. That's fine. Like it's just different folks, different strokes. Agreed. Yeah. So I think that is all of the advice that we got. I'm sure there's much more, but that's just what we got from our community on the Facebook group, which is with the dog paparazzi and on our Instagram at with the dog. And now let's jump in it yeah. into it with Taylor. Let's bring it. <laughs> let's bring it. Bring it. Bring it. What? what? <laughs> Best day. Hi. Chucky. Hello. <laughs> Hi. What? It's like everything's about me today. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Why am I in this weird room? (laughs) What's going on? Reese, did you lose the ball under there? She did. Chunky. She lost the ball. I can go. See, I told you this is this is what she does all night long. You I promise you'll get it back. I promise you can have it after. She has her own little set at home. She will just she doesn't need to play with other people's toys, do you, Missy? It's okay. We'll just Yeah, it'll be be fine. She'll be fine. We'll just go for it. All right. Well, Taylor, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much. I'm so honored, so nervous, but so happy to be christening the new studio. It's beautiful. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Sherbert, Sherbert Studio. That's what we're yes. calling it. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> Sherbert like, Headquarters. Like, this yeah. is your, your homestead. I love it. It's just because Izzy was like, 
it's ridiculously orange in here, Carly. Yeah, well, okay, but when we first got the paint sample, <laughs> it didn't look this orange. No. When we just it put dried darker, for yeah. sure. No. I like this, though. It's, it's very good. peachy. It's, it is. It's warm. You feel like you're yeah. in like a little creamsicle warm. room. Mm. Totally. <laughs> yeah. It does give me very summery vibes. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully it will give us some happiness in the dark winter time. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be perfect. It's going to be great. Seattle definitely thrives in the summer. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But you are the first guest in here. So for all the listeners, we've got Taylor in the studio here with (laughs) Reese. Reese Poo. With little Reese here. She's wandering around. So if you hear any background noise, it's because she's... Searching for a ball mm-hmm. under the couch. Her that mother we, sincerely apologizes yeah. in advance. <laughs> we threw the ball out in the corridor, so she's never going to find it. No, she's, <laughs> she's still looking for it. It's so sad. You're right. She just keeps circling. <laughs> she's like, where did it go? <gasps> Sorry, sweets. She's like, you had it last. Oh, my God. This is the – we're going to ha- start off with just like the who even are you section. So just tell us who you are, what you do, maybe a little bit around, about Reese. Well, I feel like I am the the new naive uh, has a lot to learn parent. Like that's <laughs> my angle. I mean, I've only had Reese for I think this is the sixth month. I got her in May and it's okay. November. So, yeah. um, of course, she's fumbling with the ball right now. She found a new toy, guys. Reese, no, good girl. Uh, yeah, but I've only had her for six months or so. So she's new to my life, but. My best friend, my soulmate, my lover, and <laughs> she's banging around the room. <laughs> I'm gonna lose my mind. Um, all right, Reese, Reese, come on, come sit with us. Oh, I'm that. so sorry. Cool. I should have never brought her. I no, feel so we bad. wanted you to. Are you kidding me? <laughs> we, we I did want you to. <laughs> I was so excited. Well, I'm glad that you like her, but I'm sorry she's a podcast nuisance. No, she's great. This is. Okay, you you just had a podcast come out about how you feel like social like COVID has ruined your social skills. Correct. And I I feel the exact same way because I was like, I'm so excited for someone to come over just so I can like serve them coffee. And I was like, I can meet someone and their dog. Like literally. And she also made me a delicious peppermint mocha latte. Just wanted to throw that out here. I've been working on my coffee skills. Getting there. Starbucks is quaking. (laughs) (laughs) There's a new Seattle coffee in town. Right? But yeah, so for any of the listeners who don't know, my dog, Reese, she is, I think, an Australian Labradoodle. I'm going to say Australian because it sounds a little bit cooler, but she's definitely a Labradoodle. Mm -hmm. And she's a chocolatey color, which is for her namesake. So she was named after the Reese's Peanut Butter Cup I was franchise. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Company? Brand? Yeah. I mean, we were having a conversation. And by we, I'm sorry. I mean, my boyfriend and I, his name is Keith. We were having a conversation about what our dog's name was supposed to be, you know, because I feel like that's really important. You want to find a cute name that you both like. And I liked one name and he liked another, but we didn't both settle on anything until our friend suggested the name Reese. And that's when you know, when you both are like, okay. That's that's, that's right. cute, right? Yeah. And we both love peanut butter. We both love Reese's peanut butter cups. <laughs> so it worked. It works. She looks like a little peanut butter cup. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's perfect. She definitely has that chocolate color. Totally. So besides a dog mom, what else do you do? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I Yeah. I, I'm like the worst kind of human being, to, especially to have like any sort of quote unquote platform because I'm so bad about talking about myself. But (laughs) uh, I'm originally from Southern California. I was born and raised there. 
I went to school, university in Washington. So I came up here for my degree and I ended up staying up here, moved to the Seattle area. And I've been here just over a year or so, but it still feels like I'm getting my senses. I don't know my left from my right. I don't know <laughs> any neighborhood from the next, uh, which is embarrassing, but I'll blame 2020 in quarantine. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. There's my I excuse. think that's valid. Of yeah. course. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I've got a job downtown in um, the downtown Seattle area and basically was working there up until March. And then the beautiful thing of 2020 <laughs> quarantine and COVID-19 happened. I lost my job, which not saying it in like a pity me sort of way because it somehow ended up being like the best thing that could have ever happened to me. It was a blessing I didn't know that I needed. And Reese, you guys stop that, Missy. Reese, Reese, come here. Reese, come here. Good girl. Hey, you stay, Missy. See it in your eyes. You're like, this right, is the exactly. look before yeah, I raise my voice. <laughs> you can just hold her really Or if you want, if you're close by her, you can take off her collar. Um, but yeah, losing my job was somehow the best thing that's ever happened to me because one, I was able to bring Reese home. And two, I kind of dove into what has sort of like become my passion project turned into unemployed slash entrepreneur life. <laughs> <laughs> and now I just make YouTube videos. Uh, I guess I could say on the side, but now it's really the only thing that I've been doing. And I do also have a podcast, but it's not as good as this one. So <laughs> nobody go listen. <laughs> Everyone go listen. It's yes. so good. So your YouTube videos. Yes. What do you do? I'd say generally for YouTube, I would categorize like the topics, lifestyle, health, fitness, yeah. challenges, reviews, really anything and everything that excites me, I'll make a video about. But I have always had a big passion for fitness and like living a healthy lifestyle, not exactly like lose weight to do this, blah, blah, mm -hmm. blah, scheme. I yeah. don't like any of that sort of thing. But I um, started in the beginning of the year doing a few different workout challenge reviews. And that's kind of where I noticed I found the most fun editing my videos. And I thought it was the most advantageous for the viewer mm -hmm. in seeing how they responded to it and how helpful it was. And that's the only thing that I would ever want to do with my videos and for my audience base is make videos that help or they serve a purpose or yeah. they bring some type of joy into your life. So that was where I was so happy and, and thankful that I found a passion and an outlet that allowed me to do something that, I mean, it sounds so silly, not like I'm curing cancer over here. I'm making YouTube videos, but it brings a bit of joy. I it hope. does. Thank you. No, okay. I mean, I asked that question as, you know, for the listeners of like, what kind of YouTube do you do? I 200% know because I watch all of them. And, okay. that's, <laughs> and that's why we wanted to have you on the podcast is because I I remember I discovered it back when you did the like Chloe Ting challenge sure. in the review. And I... I love watching like all your different videos and stuff, but the ones where you do, like you said, you review different challenges or like um, different fitness, you know, instructors on, you know, influencers, whatever. Totally. I love those videos because it's Thank it's you. nice to hear like an opinion because you don't know. And it's, it's mm -hmm. nice to hear someone, especially who's in a similar place as me as far as like the weather outside is crappy and absolutely and I got a dog to walk and I have only this little amount of space in my living room to do this workout right and so it's nice to get the whole view I guess thank and you yeah so it is helpful I enjoy them <laughs> well, and that's another thing too is I am not one to sugarcoat anything and I think I have a very optimistic attitude and I'm a very positive person but I will only ever 
do a workout review that I genuinely, excuse me, genuinely want to do. I won't ever do something just for views or for attention, you know, something like that. And also I only ever want to review it authentically. And if it's something that I genuinely like, I'll say that. And if I genuinely don't, I will also say that lightly or positively. I'll, <laughs> yeah. I'll try and make it very clear. But I, I just don't try and like sugarcoat anything. And I'm not a, this double size zero that you feel like you see in the fitness industry all of the darn time, which I mean, props to them for getting in that amazing, great shape. But for somebody like me, it's just been a struggle. I've never been, I don't want to say able to achieve because that's not my end goal. But you know, it's just, yeah. that's not everybody's narrative and it was never mine. And I was tired of just seeing nobody that looked like me online. Yes. So I think sometimes, not intentionally, but finding that space and where I can use my voice has been really empowering. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think because you are different, that's why people are drawn to you because oh, they just can relate to you a lot more. You know, my thighs got to work. Yeah. And, <laughs> Same. you know, I'm, I'm like, and I'm they're looking. doing the darn thing. Yeah. It's going to be the title of the episode. <laughs> My thighs going to work. Yeah. Well, yeah. And then I'm looking at all of these people online and I'm like, it's nice to see someone in the industry who is like, quote unquote, normal, you Thank know, you. and who is relatable to the average Joe. I feel like I got really Your average, saying that. Taylor. Your average. And I'm average average being an average Joe. In a great way. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. I'm like getting all like hot and embarrassed now. No, it's good. <laughs> no, I'm it's good. warm too, but I always get warm when I'm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Relatable. And it's nice to see because I think it's needed, especially in the fitness industry. There's so many women out there who struggle with eating disorders and, oh, what's the one where you like body, body dysfor- dysmorphia. dysmorphia? Correct. Yeah. And any, I think there's a lot that can be done in the industry to help try and prevent that in especially young women. Absolutely. And I think that's another sad thing is the whole marketing in the fitness industry is horrendous. And I think mm-hmm. a lot of times those people will capitalize on that businesses, not people specifically, but they'll lean into, oh, well, tone this and fix your blah, 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 as if something needs to be fixed and it doesn't and stop creating mm-hmm. problems that we didn't know that we already had. Yes. It's just so silly. And I think it just needs to be stopped. And once I am in a good place, I would love to be able to continue like my education and and get more certification in the space as well. So I can speak to things with a stronger background, a stronger certification, quite literally. And I think, I mean, from this perspective, it's just my personal experience that I'm sharing online, but it would be neat to speak into more of the science behind it. And like, don't believe this bullshit because it's not true. Yeah. Yeah. It's terrible. I mean, it's kind of nice that you are coming out from without any certifications and stuff right now, at least, because to use Izzy's words, the average Joe, like, (laughs) this is what I think of this challenge. Did I get abs? No. Did I get a stronger core? Yes. You know, it's just like those kind of things. And yeah. And I think those are, that's really helpful because what do you do? You go on Amazon, you find, you know, you're looking for like whatever, a water bottle. First thing I do personally is scroll down to the reviews. How many stars does this have? Of and what are the issues mm-hmm. with it? And so I feel like so- a lot of your videos are able to offer that for me of just a, a little assurance like, okay, I'm not going to, you know, have like a six pack by the end of these two weeks. But Taylor says that I will feel stronger. So, okay, I'll do it. <laughs> and that's the thing. It's like, yeah, you're not going to get a six pack in two weeks. It's two weeks. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's just, it's not feasible. And I think that's another hard thing is that some people market towards those things. Like, 
you know, you can get this in seven days, you can get mm-hmm. this in one month's time. And you're right, you'll become stronger, but you won't, I don't know, have a metamorphosis or yes. something. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. And it's good to have realistic expectations. I think if you like take on one of those challenges with the expectation that you're going to have abs in two weeks and you don't, you're like, oh, then I'm, you know, I give up. Like, that's it. Failure. Like, sure. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, if you have a realistic expectation, like, I'm going to feel stronger, then you might be more inclined to do more afterwards as well and to carry on that type of lifestyle. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And I think something that's Maybe. been uh, – yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, how often do I, like, keep going after a challenge is over even though I say I want to? I mean, it's hard, you yeah. know? You're like, well, now that I've finished, how much more likely am I going to keep doing Chloe Ting left and right, you know? But I think the the benefit of sharing things like that on YouTube is being able to connect, I mean, even with people like you both. I would have never been in this position if, you know, you hadn't have taken that leap of faith and wanted to – share a challenge, even if I look ridiculous doing it, even if I don't see incredible results. And I think that's been my absolute favorite part of the whole process is being able to connect such or to develop such a strong connection with the people that watch my videos. It's so beyond, I mean, empowering in every sense of the term. And I get to chat with women and men every single day, like in my DMs, which is crazy. Like who wants to talk to me? Why? You know, but it's so neat. And it's it's cool to be able to have an audience that cares and that can relate to the things that I felt my whole life and I never felt heard or seen. Yes. Yeah. I love that. Well, okay. Speaking of how you felt empowered and you felt like this great community and stuff that you've created, I imagine that with COVID, gyms are closed, all this stuff, and you're doing a lot of these challenges and stuff for videos. I imagine that it's actually a really good tool for you to stay in shape as well, like oh my to gosh. motivate yourself. Totally. Yeah. Well, and that's what I was just saying too. Like when it comes to, let's say, okay, I will plan my video schedule out and I'll want to make sure I have everything done for December before we go into December, you know, so I can think ahead. If I have a challenge I want to do, I'll need to plan for it. But that's a huge motivator for me because it it feels like work, an assignment, it's homework or something. You have to get it done or the video won't be good or the video won't get done. So it's a huge motivator for me to do a workout, to actually be working out because (laughs) if I don't do that, then I also don't have my content to be sharing. And not that I'm working out for content, but it's the motivator to get me to keep going, you know? So Yeah. yeah, it's absolutely one of the ways that I've helped myself stay in good shape, even though I've been sitting on my bum for six, seven, <laughs> eight months now, I think eight months. Yeah. But yes, you're right. Like My gym was closed for forever. I only recently started getting into running, which of course mm-hmm. is an outdoor activity. I don't like to run on the treadmill. That's <laughs> a funny, weird inside joke that I had on my YouTube channel where I made a whole song about hating running on the treadmill. <laughs> but I, I think going inside and finding the utilization of your space is so hard because Mm -hmm. a lot of times I work out right in front of my couch and you're thinking about sitting on the couch the entire time that you're Mm -hmm. working out. And all you want to do is go lay down Mm -hmm. and just not be doing a burpee or whatever it is that you're doing in your living room. I don't have a yoga mat. I don't have anything fancy. It's just me and my computer. And somehow I find, yeah, like muster the strength to get through (laughs) it. (laughs) Which that is just so admirable because I have have a at home I'm gym it's not really a gym um it's just like some weights and a punching bag oh, that's cool, and though. I I all I have to do is go downstairs that's all I have to do right but do I go downstairs no because you know it's downstairs because I'm like <laughs> yeah. it's cold 
oh, you know, it's too cold and I'm nice and warm up here. Or I'm like, oh, look, the dog is going crazy. You got to take the dog out. Looks like I can't work out in the carriage today. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. And you want to continually tell yourself all of those things like, oh, I can't do it because of this. I can't do it because of that. (laughs) Yeah. So familiar. It's so much easier said than done. Absolutely. So we talked about the YouTube. Where does the podcast come in? Like, why did you start that? How is it different from your YouTube? Totally. I started the podcast in June. So quick timeline. I started my YouTube in October 2019. I started the podcast in June 2020. So just about, I don't know, seven, eight months later. And I had always wanted to do a podcast. It felt like something that was just a space that I was so interested in as a listener. And I think for the longest time, I had a bad perception of podcasts where it felt like NPR radio was the only podcast out there. And I think in recent years, the podcasting industry has done a fantastic job of marketing to younger audiences because like I said, in the past, I just thought it was like this NPR news and this <laughs> is how they talk. And that is so boring. I mean, yes, for being honest, I, yeah. I do now listen to NPR because I'm adulting, <laughs> but previously that was not my MO. But now I think there's I, – I can't start my day without listening to certain podcasts. I need certain podcasts to, you know, like I said, update me on the news, whether that's NPR or it's the Daily, uh, like the New York Times podcast. So as a listener, I became obsessed and it just felt like a space that I wanted to explore more. And podcasting is very intimidating, as I'm sure you guys probably found out yourselves. I mean, there's just not a lot that's shared publicly as far as what's the best equipment, what's the best microphone, Mm -hmm. what's the best software, how do you share a podcast like on, <laughs> yes. you know, Spotify, Apple yeah. podcast, whatever. So I kind of did a little bit of my own research and watched a lot of videos, just figuring out what's the easiest way for somebody who has absolutely no knowledge to dive into the space. But as far as content, I just wanted a space to talk about things that felt so taboo or maybe even things that you can't really dive into in a YouTube video or isn't Mm -hmm. very interesting for a viewer to watch, but maybe more interesting for an audience member to listen to. And I mean, that could even be something as simple as like, why are we wasting our time face tuning our pictures on Instagram? Like how toxic is that to our mentality? Or maybe even sharing more about me. Like I did a whole episode on my fitness journey and how much of a roller coaster it's been from day one. And I think eventually I'd love to do a YouTube video on that, but it just felt like something that I needed to share over like a 45-minute period. And yeah, I do get very tired of listening to my own voice. (laughs) And I think that was something else that was a deterrent for me for a while was I felt like I needed a partner, as you Mm -hmm. both have. I just think that there's a good dynamic in that. But I think sometimes I can just talk and I can rant for a while and it's somehow been useful to other people. And I think that's been really rewarding for me. And I guess I should tell them the podcast is called Don't Get It Twisted, (laughs) which is a play on my love for pretzels, the twisted, Mm -hmm. and also just like don't get the truth twisted. Like Mm -hmm. there's so much authenticity that needs to be shared in social media and in our real lives. 100%. I mean, I think that's one of the issues with YouTube, with all the different media forms. It's like YouTube, you watch it and sometimes it's really hard to just watch someone who's just talking. 
And because there's so many different vlogs and, you know, all this stuff, it's like you want to be entertained when you're watching TV. Of course. And so when you listen to a podcast, it's a little bit more like you're almost either like talking to a friend kind of thing, which Mm -hmm. I feel like that's how I feel about your podcast is that – you're talking about things that like, yeah, I would like talk to my friends about that. I'm struggling with this and I don't know what to do about it or something, you know, like, oh, I can't motivate myself to work out or whatever. Exactly. Or there's like the informational stuff where you're trying to absorb, I don't know, some kind of educational info or right. like an interview of Oprah or like whatever, you know, yeah. like those kind of things. That's what I like about your second season of this podcast too, is that you're doing a good balance between the the information. And then sometimes if you just, you don't want to talk about information, you want to just be Carly and Izzy, you know? <laughs> yeah. And sometimes that's good for people to listen to too, because some fun. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes it's just, it's lighthearted and you just want to have a conversation like you would with your like two yeah. older sisters, your your two friends. Yes. Yeah. I kind of have that. I listen to the daily also, but I will go through bar. like uh, a week of listening to it. And then I get in my car in the morning and I'm like, I just, I can't, I can't do it today. Yes. It's like, I've, my brain is like at capacity. It needs a rest and yes. I need to listen to something that I don't really care that much about. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. Like a more of like, not a fluff, but just like fluff. something a little yeah. bit more like, something yeah, fluffy. fun, lighthearted. And yeah. Just to more conversational to laugh, versus, laugh yeah, yeah, informational. Agreed. Well, okay. So really, you know, let's talk about your most important thing in your life, Reese. I mean, forget the YouTube and the podcast. No, seriously. <laughs> the biggest project. My, sh- my shining star. Yes. <laughs> biggest project you've taken on. Biggest job, probably. Absolutely. Yeah. So, Reese, give us the rundown, <laughs> age, breed, all that kind of stuff. The whole shebang. Yeah. Reese is eight months old as of just this past week. She is an Australian Labradoodle and she's a beautiful chocolate color. She is from a breeder. It's called Manor Lake Labradoodles and really weird story, but I thought that they were based in Bellingham, Bellingham, mm-hmm. Washington, which is what two hours north of here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're fine. Yeah, you tell him. You tell him, Reese. And my boyfriend, Keith, has actually a long history of being connected with the breeder. So his former dog, Cosmo, was from this breeder. Mm -hmm. Um, His sister and cousin both volunteered or helped out at the breeding place. I don't know what you call it. (laughs) They helped out with the breeder. Um, Their dogs were all from the breeder. So it felt like, okay, it's something that they're very familiar with. So when Keith and I ha- started to have those conversations of we want to get a dog, it actually happened right after his dog Cosmo passed away. And he passed away at a far too young of age. He passed away from cancer. And this was back in August of 2019. So I'm not going to cry. I don't know why I looked like I was about to cry. <laughs> I'm good. But I think like a sad thing that a lot of dog owners deal with is almost like a way of coping with the grief is getting another dog. And of course, you don't you don't really know if that's the right thing or the wrong thing to do, but sometimes you just need another companion in your life because somebody like Cosmo was just taken away from you too soon and you don't know mm-hmm. how to operate without your furry friend. So we wanted a Reese. We didn't know we had a the Reese, but we wanted a Reese for a very long time. And the, one of, of course, the biggest issues that we were facing was just timing. And it felt like it would be we would be horrible parents if we brought home a dog and 
we weren't able to be there for her because we were both working, you know, away from the home, nine to five jobs, the whole shebang. And that just would have been terrible to leave her on her own, especially as a puppy. I mean, I can Mm -hmm. understand as a, an older breed, sometimes they just kind of navigate on their own, but you know, she needs guidance when she's younger. So we, (laughs) Are you talking to Artie? Yeah, Artie talking up there. Oh, my mom is downstairs. Yeah, she's like, she's talking. Artie's talking up there. Reese. (laughs) Reese. She said, (laughs) like, your doggy's trying to find you. You want to sit with me now? You want to sit with me? Look at her. She's such a big floof. The twins. The twins. That is so precious. Oh, my God. Although I don't know why she jumped up like that. That's so great. She loves you, Izzy. She really does. Yeah. Because we're hair twins. (laughs) She's like, finally, someone who looks like me. (laughs) Like, hiding with you. Like, I think think Arthur is saying, mother. And she's like, he's, yeah. And she's like, I'm with your mother. (laughs) I got her. Like, your dog is calling you, lady. He's in distress. So we were, you were taught, well, where did we leave off? Um, Before she, I was just about to say that Keith got fired. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay, okay. So, yes, keep going. Right. So then, of course, 2020 happened, COVID 19 happened. I lost my job first, and about, and about two days later, Keith lost his job. So, of course, it was not a blessing by any means, and I would never wish 2020 upon anybody. But we were both at home jobless for at least four months or so. Mm -hmm. And I think that's sort of when I started very much pestering and kind of, you know, begging the question, like, can we get a dog now? (laughs) And he was a lot more skeptical than I am. Not that he didn't want to bring a dog home, but just the same concerns, you know, okay, well, what if we do get our jobs back? Mm -hmm. Where will she go during the day? Do we have enough money? Do we have a disposable income to bring a dog into the home. Yeah. And it just, you know, of course was a difficult decision, but I just <laughs> one day was like, all right, well, I know that you're kind of leaning towards Labradoodles because that's what your previous dog Cosmo was. And I think, you know, there's some part of you that wants to carry on that legacy. Mm-hmm. I was a lot more, <laughs> I was a lot more keen into looking into getting a <laughs> I was a lot more keen into looking into getting a rescue or exploring just different dogs because I feel like there's a world of fun dogs out there. Why limit yourself to, you know, trying out one breed for your life? Mm-hmm. And I think at some point he was just, you know, I don't want to speak for him, but the most comfortable with going with where he was comfortable. And that was where he had grown up with this breeder. He had gone to the, I think they called it like an acre and there would just be hundreds of dogs like running around outside Mm -hmm. in the grass and whatnot. So he was like, I've been there. Like, I know what it's like. I know that it's safe and it's fun for these puppies. I want to be able to get a dog from Kim from Manor Lake Labradoodles. So I pulled up the website and, you know, we're just like looking through and whatnot. And it ended up being like a very quick turnaround process. And Reese was already born and we just didn't even know it yet. And, um, it, it was very seamless as far as like the process goes, but we finally brought her home in May and she was actually in Texas, was not in Bellingham. And that's oh. where I was super, super confused because this whole time Keith was talking about this acre that he, these puppies play at, but really she was over in Texas in San Antonio. <laughs> 
So I got a little Texan here, which is very surprising. Alvis is from Texas, too. Oh, how cute! Yes. <laughs> Maybe that's why they have a little bond. Yes, that's why they were playing together. Yeah, and then, I mean, we brought her home and she warmed up to us very, very quickly, which we were extremely grateful for. We weren't sure how to be the best parents. I had had a, a dog growing up. I still have her around. And Keith obviously had a few dogs, too, but we had never raised a puppy from the start on our yes. own without parents to step in or, yeah. you know, to to do the hard work, the hard things that, you know, you don't really remember when you're a kid. And my dog at home, God bless her, she's 16. And we had her since I was, I think, seven, seven yeah. or eight years old. So when I was that little, all I remembered was the fun things, you know, like playing with her and giving her treats and whatnot. But I didn't remember the hard parts about her peeing in the house or even just the fun things like her losing teeth all over the the place, you know, like those kinds <laughs> yes. of cute things that yeah. you don't remember when you're that little. But when you're an adult, it just feels almost like she's a little newborn in some ways, especially mm-hmm. taking home a, a puppy, an eight-week-old yes. puppy. Um, you said that you and Keith had sat down and you were kind of debating if you had the income, the time, like what if you got your jobs back. Totally. Um, not delving too deeply into your personal life, but mm-hmm. how did you end up coming to the decision that it was a good idea since, you know, Neither of you had like quite a stable footing at that time. Like what what reassurances did you give yourself? Because I'm sure a lot of people have gone through that exact same thing and maybe not had those conversations or maybe they are in that situation and don't know how to navigate that conversation either. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, I feel like the way that you phrase it is making me be like, oh, maybe that was pretty dumb. Like, <laughs> no, you know I what I mean, though? Like, no. I'm, I didn't. Here I am, like, we both lost our jobs. No disposable <laughs> income. Get a dog. <laughs> Makes total sense. <laughs> no, it's so true, though. I think that was probably the hardest part of it all. But I think in some ways we were more of viewing it as an opportunistic thing rather than mm-hmm. a fiscal thing. And I know that's yeah. probably not even the smarter way to view it, but I think we knew in the end we wanted to get a puppy, whether it was right now, whether it was a few months from now. And I think COVID presented itself in such a horrible opportunity that we were able to have the time at home to devote yeah. to mm-hmm. raising her. And I think that's maybe more so where we decided, you know what, it's it's better to do it now than to wish that we would have. Well, I think that makes sense though, because if you, I think your priorities is where, you know, your priorities, what we're caring for Reese. It's like, okay, if we're going to get a dog, we want to make sure that she's going to be cared for. He or she is going to be cared for. And we can do the training. We can do the potty training. We can Mm -hmm. do the, you know, like all of that. We're not just going to leave them home all day. And, and that was your priority rather than maybe like, the monetary kind of stuff because maybe you knew that you did have backups with family or or something that exactly if you guys got into a big crunch you did have you know like a yeah. backup kind of plan or something totally but it sounded like yeah the biggest priority which is good was like how to socialize how to train like putting in the time to care yeah. for her exactly yeah and i think we were really lucky too because my family's not in the area but keith's family is his dad is a 20 minute drive away so if or if we ever needed to drop Reese off, he would be more than willing to take her in, you know, and mm-hmm. he's got a beautiful big backyard, you know, she could roam free, which is a whole other thing. I mean, I have an apartment, Reese, thankfully, is a little pup, but I always would 
would worry, does she need a bigger space? Does she need a backyard? I mean, that's a whole different discussion. But Mm -hmm. having that support system, I think, was something that we could also rely on. But conversely, I think something else that we were worried about was, is it a smart idea to get a dog not only fiscally, but also separation anxiety-wise, social Mm -hmm. anxiety, all of those things that you worry about dogs developing, especially at such a young age in a global pandemic. (laughs) (laughs) It just didn't seem like the best mix. Mm -hmm. Thankfully, there are dogs in our close family circle that she was able to socialize with or even in our apartment complex, plenty of dogs that, you know, they could socialize while we were socially distanced, you Mm -hmm. know, but that was something that was a big concern of ours. And a lot of people would also address with us, like, is that a smart thing to be doing? You're going to be home with her all day long. Why would you want to raise her, you know, improperly? Mm. Although I think, and I think that's something that's really interesting to talk about because you have the one side where you're like, I want to be home all the time to potty totally. train and to be there for her and guide her to be the best dog she can be. But also you don't want to be there too much because then you're kind of raising this little terror of a dog. Totally. And <laughs> it's it's like a, a total contradictory thought almost yes. that I think every dog parent struggles with, especially when they're adopting or purchasing a puppy at such a young age it's like you know they can only hold their bladder for two hours so we're gonna go out potty i'm gonna put you back it's gonna take me 10 minutes to get you calm and in the crate and then i'm gonna go outside and do i don't know what because there's a pandemic and just like leave you alone for a little bit and then we're gonna come back and i'm gonna give you a treat but then i don't want to stay there for too long but then also we got to do some training gonna teach how to sit like there's just so much you're vocalizing my thought process for the past six months i swear it's why i would not get it's, a puppy, no. Yeah, <laughs> like that's so much work. No, mentally. It, it totally is. It totally is. And I think that was also, you know, a scary thing of like, why would you choose to get a puppy when there's so many other options or there's so many other adult dogs that could easily be rehomed and whatnot? I think I was really keen on the idea of being able to raise her and bring her up into a good home. Mm-hmm. And I think as much as I still struggle with the idea of having. I suppose you could like say purchased her, you know, I think she was still brought into this world and she still deserved a good home. And I hope that I have and will continue to provide that for her. Mm-hmm. And I mean, of course, I wish I could give every single dog a home. But at the end of the day, like this is my Reese and I wouldn't trade her for anything, you know? Yeah, no, I think that's I think that is really important to think about, I mean, obviously, this is a whole nother topic that we don't need to get into versus <laughs> right. the, the whole like, you know, adopt, don't shop ideology and the rescue versus getting from the breeder. And, right. And there's a, been a lot of debunking of that ideology lately. And you have to think about it, you know, like how many dogs are you going to have in your lifetime? Right. Can you do both? You know, can mm-hmm. you still support, you know, certain breeders and breeds and then also still rescue? And as you said, Reese was already in the world when you decided to get a dog. So she sure. had to go to a home anyway. Sure. You know, so it's it's kind of just like, yeah. I think, I think, as I said, that's a whole nother topic that we can maybe unpack in a different episode yeah, <laughs> down <agreed>. the road. <laughs> but I understand the the guilt of it and some, you know, both of my right. dogs are rescued and I've worked at a shelter and obviously super support like rescue and shelter and adopting from shelters. But Amen. also I love the American Foxhound breed 
and Lupin's getting older, I would absolutely love to have a foxhound again. Right. And they're not very common in the Pacific Northwest. Yeah. And and I just – I love the breed. I love everything about them. And I would love to have a puppy too because I never Mm. got to see Lupin as a puppy. And so, you know, so it's just kind of – I understand that basically is what I'm saying. And especially like – Kind of coming from Keith's standpoint of that's what he's grown up with. Sure. If that's where your knowledge and your comfort is, Mm -hmm. then why not use that to your advantage to give this being like the best life? And like for you, the foxhound, it's the same thing. You and Lupin wasn't the easiest dog to adopt. (laughs) But you know everything about that breed and their behavior and how they best train and everything like that. Mm -hmm. So why wouldn't you use that and get a puppy? Yeah. True. Yeah. And we're not saying like for all the listeners out there, your first dog has to be from a breeder or anything. But it's like if you are taking on caring for another being, like another life – Make sure it's something that you're comfortable with. So, mm-hmm. you know, Absolutely. yeah, like Keith's, you know, point of view of how, you know, he knew the breeder and he felt really comfortable with it. And right. yeah, that yeah. makes total sense because the only reason I got Lupin as because I was about your age, it was like my first Aww. dog ever. Yeah. And so, so it was very similar story, like from California, boyfriend and I moved in together in Seattle after college and oh, about a, we've been living together about a year. Let's get a dog. Right. And so we've it's lived the same life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it was the same kind of story. But the difference was I worked in the animal field, had a ton of resources at my fingertips. And so I was like, we can take on the project dog, the rescue. Not that every rescue is a project. There's a lot of very easy dogs out there like Albus, he's pretty easy. Mm-hmm. And and so, but what I'm saying is like, that was my comfort level. Sure. And and I think it makes sense. Yeah. If I did not work in the animal field, hell no would I have taken on yeah. the disaster that he was <laughs> at that time. So, right. yeah. But that's where I respect, like Izzy was saying, like you have the knowledge to be able to, to take on somebody who really needed a, or a puppy that, excuse me, ate. Adult dog? Yeah. Is that how old he was? Yeah. You had the knowledge to take on that adult dog that desperately needed you. Mm -hmm. I'm still and probably will continue to be so ignorant, so naive when it comes to even just dealing with Reese. Thankfully, I've gotten her to fall asleep in my arms (laughs) at the moment. (laughs) But I mean, she is a bundle of joy and and sometimes that's amazing. And other times I'm like, girl, let's rally it up. We've got to cooperate here, lady. (laughs) And that's just comes with being a new dog parent. Sometimes Mm -hmm. it's just every day is a new struggle, but don't get me wrong. It's the most rewarding and best experience, but you do have your days of Reese. Why did you pee on our bed for the third time this week? (laughs) We just changed the sheets again. (laughs) Like we have been training you since day one. We've been doing everything right. Right. Why is this wrong? (laughs) Literally. And yeah. And She'll go into these pee modes where she'll just pee once and then she remembers. It's almost like, aha, like I can pee inside. And then (laughs) she'll pee on the floor. She'll pee on the bed, yada, yada, yada. It it just – it doesn't feel like she gets out of it for a while. But there's your good days and then there's your better days. That is dog parent life. I was watching one of your YouTube videos and and you were like, like, sorry for the – puppy like potty you know stain removal in the background here <laughs> like that's puppy life and i was cracking up so i was like that's anyone who has a dog they know like even if your dog is potty trained right sometimes there is stain remover yeah you need stain remover yeah. and anyway gallons of it we have yeah. gone through a gallon yeah. or more yeah <laughs> 
I have yeah. a really funny story to share. I don't know how like tangented it. tangenty <laughs> it is, but so just kind of on the topic of like crazy puppy things. Mm-hmm. When Reese was, I would say even like five months old, she wasn't brand new to the home, but we had we weren't like solely crate training her, but she would have to stay in sort of a cons- confined space if I went to Target or I had to go to the grocery store or something, and I didn't want her destroying the apartment, <laughs> so. She had a, like a kind of a cute little fort, we'd call it, like not um, those things called, like the Is metal. It a crate? Though, like it wasn't one of those metal ones. It was yeah. soft. Oh, okay. So, yeah, yeah. I, I, cloth almost. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we had her in this kind of cloth tent like thing. And I would leave her there and she'd be totally fine. And she was in it for like months on end. And there was this one time where I, I put her in her little tent thing and I went off to the store and I came back home. And she greeted me at the door. I was like, what in the heck? (laughs) And something I don't need to get into, but like my literal biggest fear is break-ins, like house Mm break-ins. And I thought that there was somebody in my home that had released Reese from her little crate or (laughs) tent thing and was in there like trying to it's so stupid to say out loud, but this is where my brain went, okay? So I thought that somebody had, like, let her out and they were messing with me or something. But in actuality, I went over to the tent and she just chewed her way through. Oh, my God. And she'd never chewed anything, like, not a mm-hmm. sock, not a piece of carpet, nothing. So I don't know how she gained the strength to chew through that little tent thing, but I was so shocked Thank goodness she didn't, like, cause any sort of ruckus in the rest of the apartment. But it was the funniest darn thing when she just – she was there at the door. She greeted me. <laughs> and you were like, who's that? Yes. <laughs> so there's a murderer in here. <laughs> just wants to watch me squirm. Yes. They knew this was my greatest fear. <laughs> exactly. I don't know why they would let Reese out as, like, a – a taunting warning. mechanism. <laughs> I don't know. I'm dying. That's so great. But that's such the fun thing about puppies is that, I mean, one, there's surprises around every corner of with course. them. But also, like, she learned that. You know, she, she figured it out. It's like her little brain is developing and she's like, I wonder if I can get uh-huh. out of this thing. <laughs> I, oh, and look, I can. See ya. <laughs> Joke's on my parents for buying the cloth tent. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, she's so creepy. She's grown Cute. up into being a little sinister gal. Yes, she's smart. Well, especially if she has that Australian shepherd mixed with like the doodle in the lab. They're and I mean even poodles. They're they're smart. Totally. So yeah. she's she's a smart cookie for sure. You can tell. Oh, thanks. Um, <laughs> so proud. I write. <laughs> well, speaking of, what other surprises have you had or what has surprised you the most about being a dog mom? The good, the bad. Give us like what the challenges have been. I would say we can start with the bad so we can end on the good. <laughs> the bad would more so just be – I think that the time commitment is always something that surprised me, especially in the beginning. And – I think just the questions, the endless amount of questions, and one thing goes wrong, and you're immediately thinking, oh my gosh, do I need to take her to the doctor? Do I need to call the doctor? Like just even the silliest, simplest things, you know? And there was one short moment when she had, I know that you guys talked about this on a previous podcast, (laughs) but some irregular poos, if I may. (laughs) (laughs) So I, of course, you know, you get nervous because you, you know yeah. what their poos are like. You yes. just start to learn. And when yeah. something's a little bit off, you get concerned. So I think 
those sort of things were surprising or even the money aspect, like paying for insurance every single month. Mm-hmm. Food is so darn expensive. Thankfully, she's a, a slow grazer, so we can leave her food out all day long and she'll only touch it when she wants to. Yeah. So that's been a pretty seamless, pleasant surprise, at least for her. I'm, I know not all dogs are like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, my other dog wasn't. But I think when it comes to raising a puppy, that's when most of the challenges had come into play. And it's even just considering your lifestyle has totally changed. Mm -hmm. You know, now we can't just, not like we would, but go to Europe at the drop of a hat. Like we have a puppy to care for now and she's our first and most important priority and she always has to be considered. Or even we're thinking back to just the other night, like we wanted to go to dinner with our friend and we had to think through everything. Okay, mm-hmm. do we just leave her in the apartment on her own? Is she going to be okay for two hours? Do we drop her off somewhere? Dog hotels aren't really open right now. You know, all of those things that become second nature to you now, mm-hmm. but never used to be because you only ever used to think about yourself. Yes. I think that's maybe the more rewarding part is that you finally start to learn how to take care of somebody before you take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. 200%. I think you know what that's actually something that hasn't really been talked about. I I feel like we haven't talked about it or maybe it hasn't been mm. really been mentioned, but the constant math that you do in your head about how many hours <laughs> you're going to be gone. Yeah. Like All the okay, time. so you know, we have the Christmas party for work and it's like by the time we get down there, we get in and then we, you know, eat and then we drink or we right. have a wedding to go to, whatever it is, and it's like okay, so that's that's leaning in on 6 hours. Oh, and it's right in the middle of their dinner time. Okay, so that means we need to feed them before or plan to feed them after or whatever exactly. it is. Exactly. Tire them out right now. It's like <laughs> it's a constant it's constant like it mass is. that you're doing yeah. all day long you're yes. so right you're always thinking <laughs> yeah. okay i can only be gone for x amount of time blah 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 yeah you said it yeah. especially Every when day. you're a newer like dog parent too uh, eventually it becomes second nature but mm-hmm. it's when you're newer i remember when we first got lupin yeah and we had to go like my example was it was mike's christmas party and it was and it was like a big you know since he works for a really large company it was kind of like a big event and it was like Oh crap, we're leaving him like for eight hours at night, basically. <laughs> oh, you know, no. it's like four to, you know, midnight. And so we were kind of right. like, oh, and it's at night. It's going to be in the middle of his dinner time. Is he going to be okay with the potty? You know, it's not his usual schedule. And, and it was like this big to do that we were like, oh God, I don't know. And <laughs> of course. Of course, now we're like, see you, Lupin. Have a good yeah. day. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> now he's like, please leave, guys. Yeah. yeah leave me on my own, mom yeah. and dad. <laughs> um, no, I think that's a, that's a really good one. Okay, so that those are some of the challenges, surprises, the quote unquote bad. Sure. Yeah, I would say yeah. Some of the more good ones are just, I mean, if I'm going to be like super cheesy here, just the joy. Mm-hmm. Even funny random story, but the other day I was driving home and like somehow a random stray cat just ran in front of my car, and it definitely looked like some sort of house cat that maybe was just an outdoor cat or got out or something like that. And I was like, what? That's the weirdest thing. And for some reason, of course, it just immediately reminded me of Reese, which is just like the silliest, (laughs) randomest thing. But I wasn't with her and I hadn't been with her all day long. She was just home with Keith. And I just got the happiest, like overwhelming feeling of joy in my heart knowing I was going home to her. Mm -hmm. And I'd never had a dog that liked me more than they liked my mom. You know, like my mom was always (laughs) my dog at home's number one. And 
I would come home and Tiffany would be like, nice to see ya, like an off on her own <laughs> thing, you know, but yeah. with Reese, it's like, oh my gosh, I'm so happy you're home, Taylor, which is <laughs> so sweet. That's and so cute. I just think that I've never like felt such a strong connection to an animal before just because I know like she is my responsibility, but also she and I share a pillow, like <laughs> we are connected at the hip. Mm-hmm. And I just I knew that she was going to be such a pleasant surprise, but I think you don't recognize how important and how meaningful they'll be in your life until they're actually in your life. Yes. You know, I'm actually quite jealous of how quickly you have bonded with Reese. Aww. And like because it took me a really long time to love Arthur. <laughs> Wait, like for you to love Yeah. Arthur? Yeah, it took me a really long time for okay. us to have a bond. He was you're such he a was wild a little guy. mess. <laughs> It's true. I didn't really like him when we brought him home. Okay, I mean, he, he was, was he was so cute and sure. he was sick when I brought him home. He had oh. kennel cough. Oh. And so he was like super snuggly and I was like, he's the best dog ever. Right. And then he was not sick and he was not so sweet and cuddly <laughs> and all of those things, peeing in the bed. Then he took up all of the baseboards and start chewing on them he would always steal my socks and he would eat everything off the ground and just every hour of every day there was just something going wrong and even though at night he'd be like "Mm, love you so much snuggle snuggle kiss 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 i'd be like i don't want to talk to this dog right now (laughs) take him away (laughs) it took me a really long time it took me like at least a year to be like okay i think i love this dog now he would well he was, I mean, he was he, crazy. He was a bit crazy. I mean, he was yes. a seven month old, right? Yeah, like, it was like seven, eight months. Yeah, yeah. crazy, corgi, yeah, sick, and then was also Aww. crazy and a rescue, you know? So he was like, yeah, and he, they didn't, whoever had him before did not teach him anything. Exactly. Oh, Imagine no. he could barely sit. Yeah. At eight months. So he was just like, hmm. he would be like, yeah, kind of sit sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, imagine like a sassy, <laughs> smart, yeah, dog puppy that had never had any training. It's like that's a, oh, like I, it was terrible. I mean, it was yeah. the worst. So anyone out there who doesn't quite like their dog right now, it's totally fine. You'll learn to love them, <laughs> and it's okay. Why do I feel like Arthur is a name that comes with sass? Oh. Yeah. Like, he's yes. pristine. He is author. <laughs> he is author. <laughs> and he knows it. Yeah. He right. 100% knows it. And I think that's what makes it the worst thing is that he knows he's being a dick. Mm-hmm. He's in charge. Yeah. He runs the house. And he, like, looks at me like, yeah, and? <laughs> totally. Go get me a treat, bitch. <laughs> totally. Totally. <laughs> Oh, so anyway, I'm jealous. I'm jealous. I'm jealous that you had like all of the negative puppy experiences, but still prevailed with Prevail. love. Well, that is very sweet. I mean, don't get me wrong. We have our days where, <laughs> where Reese and I are battling our against each other, mainly because she'll give Keith more attention than me. And I just, my jealous side cannot stand it. <laughs> my Scorpio comes out and I just, I go wild. I go crazy. Um, I think... I'm trying to think of Lupin and Albie. I've only had Albie for six do you months love now. I do. He loves. He you loves had him for six like, months. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. So he, I adopted him back in. He's he's another COVID adoption. <laughs> we love <laughs> he it. He was back in May, and but we knew 
like start of the year, we knew that we wanted a dog. Like sure. even before COVID happened, we were like, we want a second dog for sure. We have a whole episode for anyone listening about how you know that you're ready for a second dog or how you know that you're ready to get a dog in general. I need to listen to that one. Yeah, it was. <laughs> I'm already here like. it's it's good it's i think i think yeah even getting a dog um our other guest that we had um a couple weeks ago is the iggy parents they just recently got like a playmate for their year and a half year old year and a half dog Mm -hmm. and so i feel you could do something similar with reese totally yeah Mm -hmm. get another another one they can just play with each other (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) i think keith would love to get a big dog and i've mm-hmm. never had a big dog but i feel like big dogs come with yeah. big poops yes oh my gosh big bills big money okay that's yeah. the thing that that's, nobody talks about that's the because lupin i mean in his prime he was like he was at like 85 pounds okay and so so that he was all muscly and like you know all of that he was still pretty chill though he's he's a pretty chill dog um but yeah eats more money or eats more money. <laughs> that's Wait, what it feels like. Yeah, that's what it feels like. He eats way more food. Sure. He um, uh, vet bills are higher because the, they need more medication, higher dosages of things. I roll. And so, yeah, so that's hard. You know, so a tablet that would be fine for like a corgi, you know, he needs sure. five for a lupin or something. So it's just more money mm. in that way. Oh, and, my gosh. Or more, you know, if they need to go under some kind of sedation, it's just more like a higher dose, yeah. you know, more expensive. Mm-hmm. So there's that. And a lot of times like different, bigger insurance bills, things like that too. So anyway, but yes, I mean, total sense, love the but... big dogs. Love them. Don't get me wrong. Right. <laughs> but it's also. <laughs> but that is important because again, I'm still such a naive mom and I don't think that's the things that you're often taught about. I feel like I follow the cute dogs on Instagram and I'll follow yeah. the big dogs, the small dogs, but all you see is their cuteness. You don't yeah. see the things that Yes. Maybe you don't want to see the, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the poops. Yeah. Yes. And also you kind of ha- like if it depends if you're thinking like large dog or like giant breed, um, they often come with a lot more health conditions. The giant breeds right. like your Bernese mountain dogs or the Great Danes, you know, they tend to not be the healthiest. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Mm. I mean, it's yeah. just it's just every breed has every its bre- issues yeah. and you need to – that's Way the whole up. thing. It's just, yeah, you yeah. go into it with eyes wide open. Anyway, we are getting sidetracked. Yes, we are. <laughs> yeah, okay. we can talk. We can talk all about these. Um, well, I think I think that was all my questions that yeah. I have for you, Taylor. We could we could talk to you all day. So oh, okay. you're so yeah. sweet. It's just so point. fun and easy. You're just so much joy to talk to. And of course, as we're ending, Reese is like finally chill. Finally, yeah. <laughs> that's the puppy life. That's the that is true. Yeah, I will give a warning to any members that are looking to. Get a Labradoodle, a Labrador in general. They're nothing if not energetic. (laughs) (laughs) Energy on energy. Yes. And that's the puppy life too. I mean, you know, as much as Izzy and I are, you know, have a lot of experience with dogs and we have our own and everything. I mean, you, Arthur was a puppy when you got him, but like not itty bitty or anything. And I have not had to deal with with puppies like every day day in and day out except at work in the shelter but that was you know they would get adopted out pretty quickly so cute mm. so you were ahead of the game in, ahead of Oof. us for sure in that way yeah. so I would, props to you yeah i Thanks. i am just 
yeah, I'm so happy for you because Thanks. I don't even think I could. I don't, I can't even imagine myself with any type of baby, dog, or human. <laughs> I can agree with you Mm-mm. on the human part no. for sure. <laughs> it's there's there's a too much work. Yeah, chunk of work that is needed for the puppies. Yeah. So absolutely. But you know what? She's stuck with me. Yeah, aren't you, girl? She's like <laughs> she's like I'm sleeping, mom. This is what you wanted me to do. Um, she's gonna go home with Izzy at this point. Yeah, she is. <laughs> They're best she friends. Me. She's like, I'm Look coming her, she's to sit going with over you. to you again. Oh my gosh, she's so cute. Okay, well, so if precious. anyone wants to find you, Taylor, yes, ma'am. Where can they find you? Where I just can they call you, ma'am? You're gonna get so mad at me. <laughs> <laughs> so I do have a YouTube channel. That's probably like my main platform. It's just under my name, Taylor Woods. I do have a podcast. If you like listening to people have 45 minute therapeutic rant sessions on their own, you can find me at Don't Get It Twisted. That's the name of my podcast. Anywhere that you stream podcasts. Um, you can follow me on Instagram if you like at Taylor Woods with two L's and oh, Reese, she's got her own Instagram too. Reese's Ruffs. There you (laughs) go. Reese's Ruffs. Reese's Ruffs. Cute as can be. Perfect. She's perfect. Awesome. Well, if anyone wants to connect with us, they can find us on Instagram at with a dog podcast. Our Facebook group is with a dog paparazzi and we'll see you next week. See you next week, folks. Bye. Ciao. <laughs> All content on With a Dog Podcast is for informational purposes only and should not replace professional advice, treatment, or diagnosis by a certified veterinarian, trainer, or behaviorist. <laughs>